0: Arrest your bad self. You've heard it said that you are your own worst enemy. You want to diet, exercise, read more books, or any other kind of New Year's resolution. This thing I'll refer to as bad self overthrows your progress and tries to keep you from growing. It's that little devil on your shoulder cleverly convincing you to rebel against yourself. The apostle Paul wrote about this struggle in Romans chapter seven. He proposed the solution in chapter eight, a change of mind and a change in walk. My goal is to provide a few practical ways to achieve this. I've also proled from several books to put this together for you. I've taken from books like The Compound Effect, The Power of Habit, Incognito, The Secret Lives of the Brain, and I used a writing style found in uh, The 48 Laws of Power to present these principles in a unique and amusing way. You will benefit greatly as I have, and I hope you enjoy listening. I'm going to tell you how you can identify, understand, manipulate, and ultimately arrest this sabotaging gremlin. Once you do, you'll find that you are able to build a better you. And isn't that the goal? Identify your bad self. Your bad self is the part of you that only cares about now. When this guy shows up, he fogs the lessons of history and fades the consequences of the future. Your bad self is the crusader of the contemporary. Were you planning the long game of fitness? Your bad self persuades you to postpone that plan until later. Your bad self is incapable of understanding that life can be made better in the future with some effort and discomfort now. The future doesn't exist to this one-dimensional creature, and that's why he leverages this imagined entity called the future, because he knows you'll believe in it. When you made your plan, you didn't consult him, and now that plan must be modified until it dies. He'll pretend that he's only making it more reasonable and won't tell you that he plans on killing it off. But that's exactly what he wants to do. Knowing your enemy is necessary. This is why you'll need to understand your bad self. Understanding your bad self. Your brain works off of a reward system. It pursues pleasure and avoids pain. As your brain develops and gets smarter, you realize that you can pursue greater pleasures and fulfillment by planning in longer strides. That first one-dimensional version of you was the original captain. Immediate gratification ruled the day. Completely dependent on your mother, your only function was to communicate those impulses and have them satisfied immediately. As you became more independent, the members of your brain developed to play the long game of life. Your captain of contemporary began losing control of the ship and has been fighting to regain it ever since. You need the executive of your mind to be able to see all dimensions of life and steer the ship in the best overall path. Your now Nazi isn't qualified, but he thinks he is. He will do anything he can to get his hands on that peg-brimmed wheel that steers the ship. You need to keep him confined to his quarters, but this isn't as easy as it sounds because he's not alone. All your life, he's been recruiting neurons in your brain to join his team. Today, he has an army at his dispense. You'll need a battle plan to reduce this faction of your mind to a manageable size. You need to recruit members of his rebellion and build a battalion that will command a better you. How does one accomplish this? You have to turn the rebel's strategy against himself. You're going to have to deceive and manipulate his army into confusion and disarray. All is fair in love and war, and this is war. Beguile your bad self. Can you lie to yourself? Of course you can. Your bad self lies to you all the time, and you swallow that bait whole like a baby chick swallows mama's vomit. This deception isn't a one-way street, you know. You can serve him back his own duplicitous medicine. He'll be swallowing spoonfuls of your elixir with a smile. How do you beguile your bad self? Firstly, let your bad self think he's in control. Work from behind the scenes. Don't tell yourself you're going to get up at 4.30 a.m., exercise and strictly diet for the rest of your life. Your bad self will put a kibosh on that crazy talk not long after you start. Instead, commit to just one thing and one day at a time. Just one little innocent day, you know, just to switch things up a bit and then we'll get back to normal. Your bad self lies to you when tempting you with things you know you shouldn't do, so use that compromising soft talk to ease him into something more healthy and productive. Make small changes. Don't change your routine dramatically. If you're too obvious, your bad self will start a revolt, Soviet-style. You can command extremes for a few days, but you know as sure as dawn he'll sabotage you just like you sabotaged him. He won't have to wait long until your troops are exhausted, and that's when he'll make his move. Instead, adjust the instruments of navigation one notch at a time, so that even though bad self is steering, it's not quite heading in the direction he thinks it is. If you're starting an exercise program, start it with 10 minutes. Slow and steady wins the race. With just a little change added inconspicuously and periodically, your bad self will play, or rather sail, right into your hands. Bribe your bad self. The rebels of your bad self faction are not loyal to bad self per se. They're loyal to simple incentives. If you bribe them, they will back your cause. Give yourself a little reward at the end of your time of discomfort, and the neurons of your brain will align themselves to serve you. Follow up your good habit with something rewarding to look forward to. Perhaps after your workout, a fun size candy bar is in order. You don't need much to bribe the plebs, so don't overindulge yourself, especially if it defeats the purpose of your workout. Creating good habits every day is the key to creating a better you. Take one step at a time and follow up with that little reward. You can train yourself to do anything if you just implement those two things. Once your habit becomes second nature and you're certain it's a part of you, you can safely drop the reward and use it for a new cause. Battle your bad self. Sometimes you have to change a behavior quickly. If you have a vice or a behavior that is destructive, there is no compromising with baby steps. You've got to take dr- drastic action. Sometimes you have to go to war outright and placating simply won't do. Yet before you go to battle, you'll need a battle plan. Neurons in your brain are gullible. Scientists call this neuroplasticity. Neurons are constantly in flux, adapting to a changing environment, yet over time these neurons develop allegiances that make change hard. Neuroscientists have a saying. Neurons that fire together, wire together. So you have to break the alliances that have developed these destructive habits. You're going to have to rewire your brain. Using propaganda can make change amazingly easy. How does one do this? When I wanted to quit drinking coffee, I couldn't even take one day off for years. Every time I wanted to take a break and I felt that first hint of fatigue, I would buckle like a shot deer. I used the propaganda method to recruit members from my bad self to convert over to the good side. I wrote a posted note that said, No caffeine, and placed it on the windshield of my work truck. I listened to hours of YouTube videos of testimonials of people quitting coffee. I learned all the bad things coffee can do to a person. I learned the best way to quit coffee is not cold turkey. I learned that for some people, it takes more than two months to quit. I was prepared for the long fight, but fortunately for me, it only took two weeks. Some days were pretty painful and uncomfortable, but today, as of this writing, I'm caffeine-free. I reprogrammed my mind to view caffeine as a poison. It is a poison. It's literally a pesticide to ward off bugs. If your body didn't metabolize 90% of it, it would kill you. When your brain begins to see something that seems so innocent as a threat, its programmed self preservation kicks in. Recruit reinforcements. Starting with divine help is advisable. This is why Paul, in Romans 8, includes the help of the Spirit, yet we're not put on this earth alone. The Creator said it is not good for man to be alone, so don't try to go it alone if you need help. If all else fails and the forces of resistance are too strong to manage by yourself, you might have to recruit foreign alliances to help with your civil war. Accountability is key, whether it's a friend or a group. We are social creatures, and peer pressure is a strong force. No one wants foreign troops on the homeland, but if the homeland is already in civil war and self-destructing, you're left with no other choice. Perhaps you have an addiction too hardwired for propaganda alone. Accountability is a strong outside force. Nothing unites a divided country more than interference from the outside, and nothing helps the courage of soldiers than reinforcements. Get help. Build your best self. Before you build your best self, you have to drop the vices and weights that are holding you down. Once you do, you will find new things to fine-tune in your life. Hebrews 12.1 encourages to lay aside every weight so that we can run the race. Use these same principles to trim them away as you see fit. Wars are won even when battles are lost. Pick up where you left off if you fell off the wagon. Learn from what went wrong and plan better. Remember, though, sacrifice is only as good as the reward it gives. Keep adding and adjusting your life one day and one habit at a time. Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Remember to subscribe so you can get notified on my next one and share this thing with others. Have a good day.